Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, they want to eat off my plate. They want to eat off me. When I had my vision, you couldn't see it. I'm off the better things. I'm only doing shit that's gonna make me elevate Only one people around that's gonna Bitch, make me better in that, ooh, mm, It's so ooh, mm. They ask how I get that ooh I'm too busy getting this money, getting this cheddar Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the cast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pops Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Papa Minnow, and as always, I'm joined by my trusty co-host, Gabe Eppard. Gabe, how you doing? Pause, and hello, Papa. How are you? I'm okay. I did really take a second there not to cut you off. It's just automatic. I'm good. I don't know. It's kind of nice out here. Is it nice there? Yeah, yeah. Today the weather's been phenomenal for the most part. It's like a it's like a nice 16 degrees outside. Even from the earliest part of the morning, like around seven o'clock, it was super warm outside as well too. So it's been a pretty good day. But I think tomorrow it's supposed to rain and be kind of shitty, which sucks. Uh, yeah, I'm going through. I'm still. I'm. I'm really, really missing Toronto right now. I know what they'll get there, like I'll be over it and stuff, but I, I kind of have, it's been a while now, so I kind of miss Toronto, I miss the Toronto summer too, but um, yeah, life, I don't know, working, I was up till two yesterday working, so that's, that's always great, I'm a, I'm a hardworking man now. Was there a reason that you were up till two though? Like, because like, I know sometimes a lot of the jobs of today now, it's, you work longer than the hours that they give you. Because you have to get shit done. Yeah. But were you procrastinating in any kind of way? Is that yeah, what you well, want to do? No, I will. That I wanted to, like, I took, I wanted to take most of today off uh, as well. So I was like, I might as well just keep doing this and finish it. So I don't have to really work. I can sleep in tomorrow. So I just pound it through. But it, I mean, it is a, a lot more work than I'm used to. So, but, and then it is also partially procrastination. So I don't know. But it's good though, because, like, when you work, when you, I don't know, it's a nice distraction from everything, too. Like, yesterday, I just had my head in my computer for, like, 16 hours and didn't get stressed about anything. It was, it was actually kind of decent. But, yeah, besides that, I don't know. I'm over it. I want to go outside and do things. <laughs> Experience life. I'm over coronavirus again. We say this every time, though. Yeah, I mean, because we're still stuck inside, so it is. But it, I mean, the situation from what I've seen on the news, or at least the way the news is making it out to be, is that it's only getting worse. It seems like they just want to keep 
prolonging us with the messaging that they're putting out. So I don't know, man. I know. You're gonna you're gonna have to do that. You're gonna have to scare them with a suicide attempt, Papa. <laughs> you were talking yeah. about yesterday. <laughs> yeah, gotta unleash the week. big guns. <laughs> it's Hon- it's time, man. Honestly, I think it is time for me to put that out. <laughs> it is getting ridiculous. Do like a live stream and <laughs> of you like setting up the rope and like, <laughs> and, <Yo>. and then <laughs> no, like do do some crazy guy speech. You push me to my limits. You made me do this and like slowly set up the rope and like chair and be all theatrical. You said it this would be over in three weeks, but now it's March twenty twenty one. That's what you gotta do. Yo, it's so funny that you said that because I was just thinking <laughs> you should probably do the uh Frank Ocean, the Frank Ocean rollout. I don't know if you what, remember this when he was putting out before he put out Blonde, he was put, he was putting out a live stream of like music and teasing the fans uh of his next album. So it was just him in like this warehouse. Yeah, I like, think walking I kind of around that. and like putting stuff together and shit like that. So I'm just thinking, that'd be the vibe of, of the live stream that you're just mentioning. It'd just, it'd just literally be me in the living room, walking around, yeah. getting shit set up, like putting the rope up and all that shit. So. Yeah, no, you gotta put like five different suicide methods. And like, some people be like, which one is it? Like, oh, yeah. bring, the, like bring the prescription <laughs> bottle like out and be like, huh, but put it like next to a glass of wine. And then like a toaster and like an outlet and like a fork or something. <laughs> which one will it be? It could like be a, art. 26 really. of vodka, all that shit. <laughs> yeah. It could be like art almost. Oh. And then, yeah, but don't do it. I don't know, oh, man. That sounds like good content to me. That honestly, <laughs> that, like, it just that sounds funny. could be art. Like, especially, like, you make it some one year, like, Corona anniversary. You get that, like, real bleak background with some gentle music playing in the background. That's like, you know what? I, let's do that. Performance art from pop you, culture. You, you kind of hit both fronts because you not only get the suicide, but you get the mental health aspect. The only, the yeah, only yeah. downside is some of the backlash that we'll get. Like, obviously, you're going to get a bunch yeah, of you, cancel culture coming out of that. But Yeah, but you can't tell a man how to make his art. Like, I always say that, okay? That's true. And, <laughs> they, can't, and they technically can't tell me how to feel because I would be very... <laughs> what if you, like, obviously, weren't going to do the rope thing, but... What if, like, you put your head in it and it's, like, the final masterpiece of the art? <laughs> the chair just slips out. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo! And I don't say anything because I think it's performance art. But really, Papa, Papa, your legs go limp. Oh, man. Oh, God. Okay. okay. Terrible way to go. But I got dark. Really hilarious, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's how, how I am. <laughs> how are you? Uh, How's the other things for you? I mean, it's the same old, same old, pretty much. Can't really complain. Um, like you said, just waiting to get outside. Uh, hopefully find a new job soon. That's also what I'm, what I'm hoping. Are you, like, shooting your shot a lot? Or you so like, I did, picky? and I kind of slowed down because I don't – I just – okay, the thing is I don't want to just take any kind of job, right? I want no. to kind of look for something that I really want to do. So some of the positions I've seen, like, yes, I can, I, I do apply to them, but it's like, I don't really want this to necessarily. Yeah. If you, if I, that's my, um, my logic always is if you have a job already looking for a job, you should always look for like, like you have income, you don't have to worry. So you should like shoot your shot with jobs. Like, I don't know. I always take my time. If I have like security and you shoot for like your dream type jobs, like serious upgrade jobs. Cause like jumping side to side in the same thing is kind of pointless. So I get it. I'm the same way. Like if I already have a job and I don't, doesn't make me want to kill myself, then 
I'll just usually try to look for something like has to be like way better for sure. Yeah, but now I'm at the point where I don't really enjoy my job anymore. Like at first I did, True. I did like it for a bit, but now I just don't like it whatsoever. So I am kind of leaning towards just kind of just like quitting and finding something even like regardless of. Yo, do you think we're like more, way more unsatisfied? Like I feel like saying that 20 years ago, like that generation doesn't happen that often, but literally every single person, like I'm over it now that I know in their late 20s and early 30s, like with job-wise, like you think we're all just super, super more unsatisfied? I would say yes. To, to an extent. I think the difference, though, between the other generation and the generation we're currently in now is that, for one, like, they were growing up and a lot of the things that they had to do, they did it to survive. Yeah. Um, that's not to say that, obviously, there are people who were in their dream jobs or whatever, but for the most part, I mean, a lot of immigrant families uh, who moved over here, like, they were doing it to bring up a family. So the dynamic was definitely different because they just wanted to make sure they could provide for their families at the time in order for them to get, in order for your family to have a better chance at life than they did. But then at the same time too, because of where the world was, like inflation wasn't a huge, as huge as it is now. And like a lot of the issues that we have now in terms of like too many people involved, like back in the day, you could just get your bachelor's degree and you'd be good set for whatever, however many, many years, right? And the, yeah. the money that you had, you could live off of, like you couldn't, when they were able to buy houses and shit, like the, the housing wasn't an issue for them. So a lot of things were definitely different. You were set up for it. Now it's like, it's a little bit more crippling because not only can you see what other people are doing, but on top of it, you realize that like the wages haven't changed in the past, like 13 or whatever. I think it's more than 13 years, but some crazy amount of years, wages haven't changed. Inflation's only gone up. Rent and housing have also gone up as well too. So you're paying like half your paycheck to literally just have a house and then on top of that, you still have to pay for stuff that you have to eat. So it's a little bit different than that. So I think that's what makes it unsatisfactory. Well, it's a lot of someone's been thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> if a lot of if a lot of people of our age were given better paying jobs and were able to live securely, they would And do other things though. I feel like we're, your identity now is your job. Like you don't just come home for four, at four and don't think about it anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like your like your your job is like at nine o'clock or so, like whatever. So I think that's part of why people are so like obsessed with finding something that they enjoy and makes them happy because it's like so much part of your life versus like thirty years ago. Yeah, you were just saying how you were up till two in the morning working on some shit. So it's like you spend most of your hours offside of work like thinking about work or yeah. doing or doing extra work in order for the next day to be so i only did that too because i was like i know i'll have anxiety about it the whole time so i was like I, I just need to stay up in the middle of the night and do it because and then because if i turn my computer off i'll just like all night i'll be like thinking about fuck i should have done this or that too so yeah, yeah it's kind of a hell world that we live in but yeah, I do what you gotta do. So I mean, yeah, if if people were able to live off of a comfortable means with with their jobs, I don't think they would switch as much as they are looking for them now. Yeah, but because of the fact that it's like, hey, this is a low paying job, and like, and a lot of those jobs don't even offer opportunities for you to move up, or if they do, like, the pay is not that much different. It's like, yeah, I'd I'd rather move somewhere else where I can get more money and be more valuable. Uh, so I think yeah. that's just where 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 we lie in, in this point in time, but. Yeah, that was our opening monologue of episode 83 of the Pops Culture Podcast. Um, I did just want to say a big shout out to the guys from Stay Out Late from last week. If you guys haven't had the chance, definitely listen to that episode. It's a bunch of artists from Toronto who 
are working on the grind. They've got some dope music coming out. Uh, their latest single, What's Up, is also out. You should check that out on all streaming platforms. Uh, you can find us as well, too, on all streaming platforms. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. That was Google such Play? a... Yeah, you did. Spotify, know Amazon now. Music. Yeah, all... all Literally, yeah. Whenever you find a podcast, yeah, you guys can find us I mean, and this episode. That was such a Toronto throwback. I didn't realize it's been... Like six months, it's a big god and stuff, and hearing all those guys like in that room was holy fuck. I forgot how Toronto man sounds like. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I was like, oh my god, I'm so overwhelmed there. And then I also realized the contrast of that because usually it's always you and me, or and then a couple other people don't have like the heavy Toronto accent from like school and that. I was like, man, I really didn't even get like a partial Toronto man's accent being (laughs) being there for like five years. Like when you hear all five of us talk, like yeah, here's fucking. Chuck from North Van coming on in, like me and my voice. I was like, oh wow, I definitely do not sound like a Toronto man. But it was a, it was a, a good old reminder, maybe Miss Toronto. Yeah. See, I mean, I grew up in Toronto for, I mean, not in high school, but like I still had friends here. Like my elementary was based in Toronto, so I had a lot of friends from Toronto and stuff. But then I hung out in Toronto quite a bit. I can do the voice, and I know people who, like I can do the accent, I can do the voice, but it just always yeah. hurt me. Like I never found it cool. I always found it kind of funny. Um, so I just personally never decided to go the route of using it. But I would use it from time to time. Like there's certain words you say that you have to kind of put on the accent. Oh yeah, slang. But yeah, I- there's definitely words like even for me that I picked up and stuff. But it's so honestly, I, I like aesthetic, like how it sounds. I think it. I don't like the sound of it. But it's such an interesting like Toronto lingo is the one of the most interesting things ever because it has everything like it has the london like the american new york the caribbeans like all the words and shit like to me like it doesn't sound good but it's one of the most like interesting like own dialects of it that i that i think ever because it's just such it even has like they even do like the broski and like the west coast white dude stuff as well so that's why it's so like it has everything it's so like interesting to me so i'm always like wow this is like it's so weird but it definitely is very acquired taste yeah it's literally a melting pot of a whole bunch of different cultures thrown into one and everyone's speaking it most of the influence is caribbean i will give them that yeah and stuff but uh, it is a mix of like you get Somali and you get Arabic, you get a whole bunch of other yeah. stuff too. So you get, there's lots of like the British shit too. But they like, got that more so from maybe not us, but they're also very influenced by the Caribbean. So I think that's what true, true, true. Yeah, yeah. But that then that, that in own like yeah, I, no, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't attribute. I wouldn't attribute it to to Britain. Like London wouldn't have that London. without the Caribbean either. So exactly. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where they derive right. it. But, but it always trips me out that when you hear hoodsmans do like Toronto, like or like West Coast, like white guy, like talk and stuff too. Like they have even some of the languages there too. Like even like the broski and stuff like that was just like when they do like the yeah. kind of hockey talk and stuff sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Too, well, like, I think that comes from the white side of Toronto as well as the suburbs. Yeah, for sure. Have. Yeah, for sure. Like the like small town like yeah, hockey small town stuff. hockey it, angle. Yeah, it's wild that like that never happens in the states, right? Like that language never like the LA white side never gets into like the black side, but here it does. So it just was always kind of like wild to me. Anyways, enough of that. <laughs> We're going to start off the show with the rumored double XL freshman list. Double XL came out with this year's freshman list. Um, this isn't the official one. These are what they're planning, what they, people think are planning is coming out or what's leaked. I'm, I'm assuming it could change, uh, but we do have the list. 
on the list. We have Pooh the Kid Leroy, your guy. Uh, oh, we got that Murray. guy's the biggest industry plant. <laughs> we got Murray. We got Ian Dior. We got SSG Kobe. We got Chef G. J.I. the Prince of NY. 2C, ESTG, Coyle Ray, 42 Doug, and Snot with the cash money sign for his ass. What, okay. do you think of this, what do you think of this rumored list so far? Okay, wait, do the last four or five there? I, I missed. Uh, 2C, ESTG, Coyle Ray, 42 Doug, and Snot. Uh, okay, 42 Doug. And then, well, how do you say you, the kid Lori or whatever? The kid Lacroix. Is that how no, you, the, how, I've never I actually say. heard anyone say his name. I'm nearby, uh, but that's what I'm assuming because it's French. So, well, well, at least it's written. He will, I don't know if it, he's Australian, so I don't even, I don't even know what's going on there. I've been just saying the kid Lori. <laughs> <laughs> um, at 42, Doug, that song was fucking hard this summer. Um, do you know that one? I'm pretty sure I've heard it. I don't like. I won't go broke like Jock, and he comes in and. Oh it's yeah, 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 yeah. We paid. We paid. It was a banger this summer, and then the. What was the Puddy or whatever that one? Pushiesty. Uh, yeah, Pushiesty. He's got that challenge song right now, and a song that's like a mix of the Dougie, basically. But yeah, I don't know. What do, What do you think of the list? How many do you actually like follow? I like it because this is one of the years where I actually know most of the people that are on here. Uh, last year, I knew quite. You a few do things. know them? Yeah, I do know them. Last year, okay. I knew quite a few. But it wasn't, I don't think it was as much as this year. And then the year before that, like, I think, I think from 2018, 2019, I didn't know anyone who was really on that. Like, I just knew one or two guys off that. But this year, I know quite Wonder, a few. What was that one? I could pull it up real quick. Hold on. I mean, well, don't. Man, what was the, the best one, though, was still the one with, like, Uzi and Kodak and stuff? Yeah, that was the most promising because a lot of those guys snapped. No, I think 2018, I might have known. Yeah, because Trippy Red's on here, Blockboy JB. I guess 2019 was the only year where I didn't really know it. Um, True. Oh, never uh, mind. No, I, I knew this one, too. <laughs> and we talked about this one. Because it had the baby, the St- uh, Meg the Stallion, White oh, Man yeah. Day, Gunna. Okay, so never mind. I did know that one. But, okay, I guess I'm still in the loop with, with most of the music. But this year, I, re- I really do like it. Uh, Pooh Shiesty, he just dropped an album. It's a really good one. He's got a song back. Back for blood or back in blood? I can't remember what it's. Yeah, is um. But little was Dirk Jack on Harlow on twenty nineteen or twenty twenty? He was on twenty twenty. Yeah, he was okay. Damn, it seems like it was just yesterday. Honestly, it does. But I, I, this year has been flying by fast. I don't know about you, but this year has actually flown by pretty quick. Like we're already at the end of March, and I feel like the year just started not too long ago. Yeah, that is pretty wild. Um, Sleepy. Let's see yeah, which ones I don't listen to. Okay, I've listened to Two C actually. Uh, He's got a good song. I can't remember what the name was. I was listening to it like two days ago, but it's pretty dope. Yeah, Bankroll Hayden. I've listened problems. to. Pain and problems. Sleepy really Hollow. Song. No. Tokyo's Revenge. No, have you? I didn't. I've never. Who the hell is Tokyo's Revenge? Are they? They said it's on the freshman list. Am I looking at the? For 2020 or for 2021? 2021. What list is this? Maybe I'm look. looking at a completely different list than what you're talking about. I don't see anything oh, well, you just mentioned. Oh, that's a different thing. That's someone made their own one. 
Oh my god! Well, it's Google's fault. Why won't Google give me the first link? Like it's the first one there. Why are they surprised? Yo, you got like, you got caught up like how the dudes got caught up about the Kyle Lowry trade room. I know what they just jumped Doug, in on. Yeah, Doug Smith and um, who was it? City News, I think it was. City News reported that he got traded at the last minute to the Lakers. And okay, well, I don't get paid to do this, so I have no journalistic responsibility. Um, who else? <clears throat> yeah, so. Who's your favorite artist from that? Oh, man. Off this list, I would have to probably give it to... Ooh, I don't know, because all these guys I haven't really... Oh, I guess Pooh Shiesty. I'd have to probably give it to Pooh Shiesty because I haven't really listened to albums from anyone else. And these, a lot of their music that I've heard are just like one-off tracks. Uh, so like Coyle Ray has a huge track right now with uh, Little Dirk called No More Parties, so, like, that's oh. I've heard from her. And then ESTG, I just found about him, like, two weeks ago. He's got an album out, too, which is pretty dope, but I haven't listened to the entire thing, but he's got some slappers on that. Uh, but Pooh Shiesty's actually listened to from top to bottom. And I will say this. Yesterday, I did a little bit of uh, digging on Pooh Shiesty as well, too, and I found out his backstory and where he came from and what kind, what kind of life he lives. And after like watching that video, I've now grown to appreciate his music even more because it's like he's rapping about the shit that he did, which you know for me is like wait, who's this? Who's Shiesty? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So gotcha. If, if you know me, I like my rappers. Who's yeah, I, mean, but I don't know why you do. like your authentic rap so much. Because it just hits harder. The, the fact that you know that they did what they're saying on the track just makes the song that much better. And I think that's what like I heard. Um, that should have made you the biggest 50 fan then. I was too young for that though. At that True. at that age, I wasn't like appreciating it the same way I do now. Okay, we should go back and listen to it because it's good. But anyways, continue. But yeah, Pushaisty's back in blood song with Lil Durk. So the the basis behind this song is basically that he's from Memphis and he has beef with a rival gang. And apparently he went to their house or one of their houses, stole a bunch of their guns, and then made the song Back in Blood, haunting them for him to get the guns back. Because, really? Yeah. He was telling them that, like, yeah, I did it. You know who did it. So come get it back. Come get it back from me. Like, come get it back off my yeah. table ends if you have to. Which is just absolutely insane. And then Little Dirk also has beef with, um, fuck, what's his name? Uh, he's another rapper too. Uh, some dude from Chicago. Little dirt, uh, like from Chicago. I don't know. All those guys have. There's, he has beef with that guy from Atlanta that killed uh, King Von too. Okay, I yeah, know. I think that's who it is. Yeah, that's who it is. I think. Yeah, I think they're Atlanta. I know who you're talking about, but I can't uh, remember his name off the top of my head right now. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he but, had uh, beef with him, so he was on. He was on the song. So the the rival gang that Pushaisi's beefing with. They went and got that guy and put him on the song because they realized that Pooh Shiesty and Dirk made a song together. So they did their own like version and got yeah. that guy on it. So it was just like a huge back and forth type of shit. So I don't know. The song was already slapping before that. But then once I realized that that was the basis behind the name of the song and why they just oh, Was it the Quando Rondo? I think it was Quando Rondo. I think that yeah. was yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so too old for they, these names, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I've, I've tried, I tried so hard not to have my like old head moments. I'm trying, man. But when you say like, because I know they're stupid names when I was a kid too. But I'm like, you're like Quando Rondo and King Poopy. 
Like I'm just, I'm like I, I'm trying, I'm trying real hard, man. I'm an old head. I feel you. Some of the names do get a little ridiculous. Even NBA Young Boy. When I first heard, I was like, what kind of dumbass name is that? Yeah, that's not even that bad compared. Like there's a poopy shiesty and stuff. Like come on, Quando Rondo. Okay, the reason they call him Pushiesty though is because he is, he was known for like stealing shit. So I know, I know. There's couple like '50s first names like Boo Boo or something like that too. Back in the day, that's what. So funny. There was all these weird names, even like Dude, in the 90s. Future's like. name was Meathead when he first started. <laughs> yeah, so they I'm all. I'm so glad bad. he changed that. Yeah, I, I, King Vaughn, though, I liked his music too. Uh, um, I yeah, wish, recipe, I, recipe. I, I, he probably would have been on that list if you didn't get got. Um, yeah, who else? I'm trying to look at the list. But yeah, the only ones a good I, list. So. I, I fuck with Pooh Shiesty. No, okay. I, oh, were you saying what's Coily Roy? I've never even heard of them. Her, him, it. Oh wait, is Coy Leroy, someone different than Coy Leroy? So the kid Leroy, the kid Leroy, is the white dude from Australia, and there's another one, C O I Leroy, is a girl, but I've never listened to her music. Yeah, she's the one who has a song with Dirk, but it's Coy Leroy. I don't know why they put Leroy on this list. Okay, well, yeah, but and then you know, wrong, you know anyway. the little white kid that I like, though, right? The, yeah, yeah, that's the kid. That's a, yeah, or whatever. So I fuck with his. He's definitely an industry plant. Like I remember, I started. He popped up and did a bit. Like he was mentored by Juice World before he even had a song out. He was what else was he like? He got a what's it called? The lyrical lemonade video, but with only having like a hundred thousand listens on YouTube with like two songs in that. But he still makes good music. So, but there's no way some guy didn't just be like, "This is I'm gonna make a little rapping Justin Bieber and get this kid from Australia." <laughs> they just brought like 100. There's no, there's absolutely no way. Like if you will say industry plan, this this kid's definitely it. But the music slaps. Like I don't know, and he seems like he actually writes his music and that, um, and is somewhat talented when he like harmonizes and shit. So they've cut like he's not like six nine or something. Like, he still has some. Uh, some musical skill so i like i like most of his music but it's definitely like embarrassing to like throw it on it's a 16 year old fucking little white kid i'm ripping around listening to that but i actually really like his music you definitely can't put any of those videos up at like a party or anything like that. oh no no but if you claim the song you don't tell anyone yeah yeah you get away with like, that get away with that for sure yeah like it doesn't even sound like australian or anything either uh 42 doug that song was pretty hard i listened to some juicy none of chef g or j j the prince um so i know i've, I've listened to about like 70 percent of the artists in dior too he like makes good music but i don't listen to him as much as i probably should i've literally and never heard that do before but in dior yeah really yeah no weird i thought you would i think he's one of the i think he's one of the more popular names on there um he's like i don't know he's on that light skin wave like trippy red shit um i mean that's the thing that, though, you can get pretty popular now by just having your own kind of niche markets like every yeah. artist i feel like has like their own demographic of fans type thing so they get blown up from that and then and then that's how they gain their popularity so a lot of it might not even cross over to other genres and i think that's where as well too like now in the streaming age a lot of people have these inflated like eagles where they're like, oh yeah, like I do all these numbers, but yeah, they can't sell out stadiums at on tours or whatever, and they have to join up forces with tours. Like they might have 1.6 million followers on Instagram, but they can't get all those people or a bunch of those people to buy tickets, right? So yeah. I think that's just because 
music is so global, you can get fans from anywhere listening to your shit, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have that much of a support base. Like there's so many niche pockets of, of music. Oh, for sure. But like, it's crazy just like from working in Instagram and that too, watching, like there'll be artists with maybe 500,000 followers on um, Instagram, but they're like actual fans and they get like buy so much music and stuff. And then there's dudes like 3 million on IG and they get like 20 people to the show and the music doesn't get like sold or anything. Yeah. So the different, the difference social media. Is, the difference is the actual amount of people who really support you and the people who just follow you. Like you can get a follow and people can just follow you for whatever reason they choose to follow you, but it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean they'll support you. Like all those Instagram models on, on IG, like the, when I used to follow a whole bunch of them, I was just there <laughs> looking at their pics, but whenever they posted up those, I mean, I mean fat ease or whatever and then this shit, I wasn't buying any of that shit or if yeah. they asked me to support them on something. I wasn't going to support them on them. I was like, I'm just here to look at your photos. That's it. So Yeah. Oh, well, you're one of those guys, eh? What do you mean? Every, are you guy, the one that, every guy is one of those guys. What, I, I don't. I don't. Because I, I don't want to get caught up in that. Um, but are you one of those guys that unfollows you when they post their boyfriend? Oh, 100%. Dog. Yeah, oh, my God. Okay, quickly, sidebar for that. Um, so I, I posted this uh like my one of my girlfriends like she's like one of my best girlfriends and i got i got a bunch of unfollows and like ex-girlfriends being like <laughs> why didn't you ever post me i'm like this is my best friend yeah like, i saw that I, I think i know exactly what video you're talking about too yeah yeah and she's like and the, and then she messaged me she's like hey she's like i just had like 30 random girls look at my story and then i looked at my <laughs> ig follow and i noticed like like a good six or seven girls unfollowed me because I posted a girl, I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "I was I choked at first, and then I was like, "Yo, I've almost got like girl power, you know." So, uh, but that's just funny how both sides can be petty. So, I was trying. I mean, I've done that a few times when a girl has a boyfriend. I'm like, "Okay, I'm out." Yeah, I mean, I'm that's following. why that's why I've kind of limited it to the amount of like women I follow on Instagram. But the funniest is when the guys unfollow celebrity because they have a boy. Like, you had no chance. The first yeah, you had person. no chance of the person exactly. <laughs> Like those guys are so delusional, man. No, it's but like nuts. that's the thing. We like to think that we do, so it's I don't know why. I don't know why, but we just do for whatever that's, reason. Like, okay, I get it if it's like some girl, like a friend of a friend, like you can shoot your shot, but it'll be like one like fifty thousand like girl follow with whatever um webcam stuff that I'm like, oh boyfriend, like I'm out. It's like, come on, Steve, you never had a chance anyways. But so, sometimes it's not even sometimes it's not even about having a chance. So sometimes it's just I just don't want to see her with that person. So it's just like I'm out. No, and I know. I know that the content, I mean, is the content might change. The content might change, or I just don't <laughs> okay, have the same. Look at the fucking length this guy is going. The content's or, changed. I don't want to see like the aesthetic isn't the same with a man's genital in there. Like, or get I just the fuck don't, out of here. Or I just don't have that same image in my head of him. Like, oh, I know you're not <laughs> single anymore. So oh my god. Oh. You know, it's funny that you're talking shit because you were well, you were the king of doing this for a while. You were literally like, I told you. I told you, oh, like I deleted Snapchat and you, for a little bit, you were like, oh yeah, I could never delete Snapchat or no, I, I think it might've been Instagram. One of those two apps. So you're like, I could never do that because what if one of these celebrities DMs me one time and I miss the DM? <laughs> I was like, Gabe, that's yeah, never going to happen. Like, you're never no, just going to wake chance, up and get a DM like that. There's a okay, women have bad choice in men, man. Like there's a chance that like a low level celebrity would definitely date me. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, this, I don't think JLo's gonna do it, but you know, like all it takes is one verified girl and like my career will take off afterwards. 
Look at, look at okay. what this guy's hopping through. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm well aware. But anyways, yeah. The, anything more with the, the freshman list? No, I think I've said everything I need to say about oh, the freshman can, list. A quick music one that we didn't talk about doing this because this started yesterday. So we obviously agreed that the Kanye album. But what I didn't realize, because House of Balloons, did we talk about that last week? No. No, we didn't. It was this week. So quick shout out, House of Balloons, 10 years old. Um, also on all streaming platforms now. Yeah, and it's like uh, amazing. And I realized, like, and that song, that album came out, um, Ultra by Frank Ocean and Kanye's uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy in the same six-month span. That's wild. Yeah, that is insane, actually. Like, this, like that area where there, Kanye was in November of 2010 10, or 10, not, 10, not 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. And then Frank and uh, Weekend were February and March of 2011. So we got all those, dude. And like, that's just wild. I didn't, I didn't really put it together, even though I listened to them all when they dropped. That, like, that was, that might be like the pinnacle of, music in our like time i didn't even listen to the uh to the weekend at that point though oh, i only found it i only found out about, about him in the summer of 2010 when i went back home and worked at hollister um oh, okay. <laughs> i was doing like i was doing like a late i don't know why you're laughing so hard enough, because i'm but... just picturing that fucking tight jean hollister uh, papa ripping around it's a good visual I'm wearing one of the shirts right now, which is actually pretty funny. <laughs> Their clothes fell off so hard. Yeah, they did. Honestly, they had the biggest show. I honestly thought they would never like draw the way that they have. I thought they were gonna yeah, be the, there was gonna be a demographic for them forever. But white people fucking love like, that shit. Man. Yeah, clearly times change. Like they're um, yeah, it's wild. Um, what was I gonna say? No, okay. Oh, so you didn't catch on to? I remember where, like, dude, that album is my nine eleven. Like, I remember exactly where I was when I heard it. Um, and I just stopped. I remember I was studying. I just stopped everything I was doing and listened to that song like all night and like started getting my feelings. And I didn't even, I wasn't even a huge R&B guy at that point. And I remember exactly where I was and listening to everything. So it was a huge moment for me. Same with uh, Frank Ocean's uh, mix to mix it too. Like I was like, yo, I just like stopped everything I, I was doing. And like this music is like perfect. Yeah, his voice was absolutely incredible, and no one knew what he looked like, which was pretty dope because it really added to his level of like mystique. It's like, who is this guy that sings this fucking amazing? But yeah, we don't know what the hell. Which guy are we talking about right now? The weekend. Oh yeah, because there's still mystery around Frank though too for a while. Yeah, Um, I mean for for a little bit. Yeah, when he first when he first first dropped, yeah, for sure. People didn't really know who he. There's no visuals or anything when Ultra first dropped. So. Yeah, so it was all just straight music from him. Yeah, but the weekend wrote that hard. The I don't know what he looks like type thing and all that. Which worked for him though. I think it was actually a good move by on his part because then you literally were just listening to his music. But yeah, I didn't I didn't find out about it until the summer and then when like had like a late shift one time and whilst we were closing, someone in the was like, oh like there's no there's no customers here so we can play music so they put on the weekend. I was like, yo, what is this? And I'm like, yo, it's this new guy called The Weeknd. I was like, brash name first off, but yeah, music's fucking incredible. So I think they played like high for this. And I was just like, this is an, this is amazing. It, it honestly, it was incredible. Like that music. Like I didn't even fuck with drugs yet, and that song made me do drugs. Like, yeah, once was... what? Once those two worlds collided, like once I went back to university and people yeah. really 
really started listening to it more and like we're playing them and like we started doing shit to it it was like oh yeah this <laughs> this is some this, next yeah. level shit so i literally i remember listening to it and realizing what glass tables meant and I was like pretty, I was, a, I was an NCAA athlete at this point. I was like, you know, I'm doing drugs. Like, I don't care. Like, this song slaps. Like, The weekend makes it sound so good. Oh, um, so I, I definitely tried it because of The weekend. And then how long did it take for the trilogy to, to finish? Like, the three tapes? Uh, I believe like, he finished the last one in 2014, I want to say. I think, I think that damn. was... Um, the third it part. seems like it, it was all in like in a year and a half, two years, but it was longer than that. Um, I remember he, he, he dropped that 2011, 2011, I want to say it went 2011, 2013, and 2014 is how I wanted to yeah. say it went. My first weekend concert was in late 2012, so he hadn't even finished the trilogy yet. Yeah, there was still music coming out from him by that point, I believe. Also, one thing too, though, is so a lot of people always act surprised that weekends like the biggest pop star now and i don't think it's that surprising like i know everyone's like oh well it's like his subject matter like back then and stuff no it is pretty surprising i could see really? how you could be surprised by that i i i, I mean i get i don't know i think people hold on to it too much and i guess because of his subject matter but like obviously any most artists are gonna go the pop route if they can become the weekend and he obviously had the skill set to do it so he just had to do change his genre um but that was the and, thing. I don't think anyone expected him to make that change because he started off with the he started off with the type of music he was doing, which was very drug influenced and like party life and all that shit. And then you see him team up with Drake, so you assume he's probably going to do like the R and B hip hop type route and like stick with that. And then he comes out with his first album, and it's I mean it it was still in that realm, so it wasn't bad. It had some commercial but it wasn't that commercial and then his second album he completely makes a huge switch and goes 100 percent commercial on it and then becomes the pop star who he is today so yeah but that's just i can see people thinking that he wasn't going to go that route but like 95 percent percent of people will though they just don't i mean if you can for sure yeah yeah i would think you would but he had that voice and everything i just don't think it's as shocking as some people like you oh, every time he has like number ones people are like i can't believe that's the same weekend but i don't know i don't ever find it as as shocking but also I, music I, was yes. different at that stage too because you were going from the transition of mixtape era to now streaming is becoming more of a popular thing but no one really knew what streaming was so yeah. it's still like a weird transition in that era i mean he still he still won a nickelodeon award for can't feel my face which is <laughs> yeah. a song about cocaine so he, he he can pull off both um but yeah just wild time we didn't really talk about it last week i just wanted to throw that in there that all that music was dropping like around that time too and that's crazy that all three albums came out in like a five-month span yeah is it also not? Cra- yeah no absolutely also crazy <laughs> nba young boy got arrested by the fbi no i just felt like we had to move on so no, just, no, yeah, yeah. it's crazy but yeah uh nba young boy got arrested by the fbi he's arrested on a rico charge which basically means that you're involved or they have suspicions of you being involved with a criminal organization uh the charges for that usually very pretty long the last person that we known to have this charge was six nine who was facing like 49 years at one point. But then we all know how that went down where he ended up snitching on his own crew and only got a year or two. Uh, so yeah, they found him. A canine had to sniff him out as 
police were trying to arrest him because he ran away from them. They seized a bunch of guns and drugs from him. Do you see the photos that they put online of the drugs, or sorry, of the guns that he had? No, I didn't. Oh man, they were hilarious. So if you get the chance, look it up because it's just a table full of a whole bunch of assault rifles and like MAC-10s and MAC-11s. But yeah. all the guns are exactly as you would expect from a guy right. like NBA Youngboy. They're yeah, all yeah. modified. They have tape on them. Like, oh, is that? It, that's not the ones where like some of them look like Nerf guns or like colored. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that, that. I think that's the one that you're that uh that I'm talking about. So yeah, he's got a whole bunch of guns that have like tape on them and like different silencers put on them, and it's it's just the funniest thing because this is what you would expect from someone like NBA Youngboy, some dude who just throw a whole bunch of different parts together and put yeah. weapons the way that he had them laid out. But it was pretty funny. Bro, uh, I don't understand like why labels and stuff. NBA Youngboy is a cash cow yeah he for, makes for, too much money for that this, like for why aren't a and r's and music things like just giving 10 bodyguards and like tutors and st- like teachers and keeping this nigga away from everything because like if you have nba's young boys signed and staying out of trouble you're a guaranteed 10 years of like golden money um from this guy because his fan base is insane uh so i would, would protect him with all my might if i had the power if i was any if i worked in the industry at all so i just don't get that man like literally this guy like more so than kodak any of these guys like nba young boys fan base is so rabid and like loyal and i just do not understand how there weren't people looking out for this guy more especially after the year couple of years we've had with all the other um rappers losing tons of money over it yeah, at the end of the day, I just think they don't really care, especially if I don't know if he owns his rights to his music. I don't think he does. So I think for them, the idea is that, hey, we're making money off of it regardless of what happens to him. Or they probably have the idea of, hey, you know what? If he even if he does go down, someone else is just going to replace him. We can find someone else, yeah. which is which is a stupid mentality to have. With some guys, I get it. But with young boy, I've never seen anything like this, like it's weird youtube following and everything is just he that's what i'm saying i agree for the most part but something's different with this guy and his fan base and music and everything that i it is an investment like it's not like six nine or like all those guys where it's a generic uh soundcloud guy or like whatever um you know what i mean so that's i think just with that with young boy i would have i would have done that you know yeah, no, I agree with you. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't get why they wouldn't do that. But I think in their minds, the executives are like, hey, like we can replace them because they're they're not hip to like what yeah, but goes they're bad on. at their job too. Like, yeah, exactly. And that's my point. They're bad at their job. They're not hip to what goes on. So they don't care. Like if, if he goes down, they'll be like, Hey, we can just replace him with someone else. It's not that big of a deal. Cause he's signed with uh, no, I, I know he's he's signed with <laughs> he's signed with Atlantic, and Atlantic has a yeah, ton of talent out there. So I mean, for them, I could see someone being like, Hey, like because of how many people they have to sign like they have like cardi b on their label they have a uh, fuck i think they have like the baby they have, May. Time, they have a yeah. whole bunch of, yeah they have it's a whole Atlantic, bunch of superstars exactly most, yeah so for young boy to be up by the wayside and just like have him go off it i think to them they're just like whatever it is what it but is whatever this dude is still, i know but it's obviously so different like just in the way like how rabbit his fan base is and everything like honestly i expect a thousand autists outside of his prison and trying breaking him breaking him out like those guys you eat with like <laughs> holding the prison like a you know just all those like crazy young boy fans that try and break him out of prison 
Um, that's what I expect. So I, he, he's just, I don't know. I, I don't think we'll see a guy like that for he's a while. Defi- he's definitely an anomaly because he, like you were saying, last week or two weeks ago, I think the numbers came out. Drake was number one on the most streamed for YouTube at like 160 something. And then someone was number two. And then NBA Youngboy was number three at like 69. And it's like- Yeah. And there's months where Youngboy's leading everyone too. Like pop artists, everyone. Yeah. And like, like you insane. know, like- the amount of spins he does is absolutely astronomical. Like yeah. he put, and even some of the smaller a- songs that he puts, like not even the ones that are bangers. Like you'll go yeah. watch those, and they've got like twenty plus oh. million views on them. And so like it's that, been out for like two weeks. It's like you ah. know that Casey song or whatever by him. Yeah, I mean that's Casey a big talk? song though. Uh, that's the best song ever made though. <laughs> I, that was my favorite song last year. Like it's just yeah, but he just like casually puts those out, <laughs> and they all do numbers. Yeah. So it's it's nuts what, what he could do. So I mean it's sad because I'm a huge NBA Youngboy fan. I love his music. Um, I wanted to see him continue to thrive and prosper. And this is a charge where it's something where he could face up to like 40, 50 plus years and be in prison for the rest of his life. So I'm hoping that they come to some kind of solution in order for him <laughs> to be able to come out at least sooner or get off or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, do you remember really like good, 10 so. years ago? P.I. got caught with more guns than that, even, and he got off. Um, yeah, but it's not so much that he got caught with guns, though. This is, like, T.I. got charged because he had a gun in his car. NBA Youngboy got caught because they've been looking at him for the No, T.I. got, the, the bus one, dude, where he had, he was, they, at first they charged him with trafficking guns. Like, he had, there was that one on his tour bus that had, like, 50 guns on it. Um, the same, they did the same thing, laid them all out, like, on the table, the cops were holding it. There's so many. It was, there's way more than what Youngboy had and stuff, too. And T.I., basically everyone's like, T.I. had to snitch to get out of that, but they didn't have any proof. Um, and then people just kind of forgot about it. So maybe... Maybe young boy can do something similar. Okay, yeah. I mean, he T.I. was facing 20 years in prison, so... Yeah. He, and he only spent, I think it was like a year or something like that. Yeah, like 14 months um, or something like that. So, so, yeah, hopefully NBA can get something like that. But, I mean, it is, like I said, still different, though, because that, they like, T.I.'s charge was literally for guns, though. Yeah. Um, no, NBA I, I is, know, like, but... he's involved with a criminal organization, so it's more so, like, they have evidence of him like moving drugs on top of the guns, on top of the money. So it's more charges likely to be laid on him, but hopefully he can get out of here somehow and we'll see what happens. Papa loved young boy so much, he'd take the fall. He'd do 20 years for him. So I would never do that. I would never do, would never do <laughs> years for no other man. Yeah, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do years from- Not even my son. <laughs> yeah, he's got a hard lesson to learn. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to the trade deadline. This is gonna be the last topic of the day. Oh, real quick. Issa Rae uh, inked the eight-figure deal with Warner Media. Salutes to her. Ooh. Congrats to her, Issa Rae. Oh, really? Yeah. Go for man. I remember ten years ago when she was doing YouTube videos, just her own, and now she's a queen. Is that what she was doing? I didn't even know she, that. She had a show called Awkward Black Girl. And she just produced it on YouTube herself, and then HBO finally picked the it microphone. up. <laughs> I forgot. Sorry. So yeah, uh, she's been grinding for like. 12 years. Yeah, so it's dope for her. Congrats to her. That's huge news. She's going to be working with Warner for another, like, five years or something like that. No one knows the exact amount, but eight figures is a lot of money regardless. So, salute. But, yeah, let's move on to the NBA trade deadline. NBA trade deadline was today. A lot of pieces were moved in the NBA. 
I guess we should start off with the Raptors. Norm Powell gets moved to the Blazers for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. This deal more strikes me as I know like Norm has been balling out for the past few months, but at the same time too, we don't really know how long he was going to be playing for at that level. Yeah, and he's going to get more, way more next year. Yeah, exactly. He has a player option this year, so it's likely he would have used his player option and then become a free agent to get more money. And usually you pay your play your best basketball in a year where you expect to be a free agent. So Especially someone like Norm. Yeah, so we could have signed him to a whole bunch of money and been stuck with him and, like, the core that we have and not been able to have any flexibility and then find out next year that he doesn't play up to the same level. Kind of like what people have said about Pascal for the past two years now. So that could have been another situation. Uh, So they had to trade him for something in order to get some kind of value out of it. And I think Gary Trent Jr. is a pretty good pickup for them. He averages, like, 15 points. Yeah, and – I think he's younger, and I've, I've watched a couple in play and stuff, and he's going to command way less than Norm, um, too. And I think he has more room for growth than Norm does now, too. So I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, he's a great 3 and D guy. He can hit the open three. He's good defensively. And like you said, he's younger. He's not going to cost as much. So it's a good trade. Sad to see Norm go because he literally saved – the organization in multiple playoff games. Like not even, I know a lot of people harken back to the Pacers series because he had that dunk. And obviously if we'd lost that series, it would have been terrible for us. But the, I think it was the year prior where we faced Milwaukee in the first round. He saved us in that series too. Like he made some big shots and came up pretty big oh, yeah. in that series as well. So he always, he always played really well against Milwaukee for some reason. So yeah. So had he not been a big part of that, those two series, who knows? where the Raptors would have been in 2019 probably would yeah. have won. Norm Powell, yeah, Norm Powell's also like five years older than Gary Trent too. So um, that's also you, something. You keep really harking on this, on this age thing. No, well, I meant like, okay, so Norm Powell, I'm just saying it's a good <laughs> literally, literally said it was good. And then he, we first started off with he's younger. <laughs> then I just mentioned no, I that, yeah, he's, he is younger. Like, and then you're like, oh yeah, he's like five years younger than Norm. I didn't look, I didn't, I forgot that like Norm played like three or four years at UCLA. So he was already old kind of when he came out. Um, and then the money is going to be saved like eight million a year on them too. I'm just looking it up. So I got the exact numbers. So. True. Yeah. So, so they can all. use that money next off season and sign like a center. Cause we desperately need a center or another big, whatever, whichever comes first. But then, yeah, with that move, it kind of sealed the deal on us not moving Kyle Lowry. I mean, there wasn't many options to really move Kyle, to be honest, because I know people say we wanted to get something back from him or for him but at the same time too you 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 know that you've got to send him to a contender and a lot of contenders don't really have the assets to match a 30 million dollar contract in order for us to get good pieces back um some of the some of the moves possible were from philadelphia i know the lakers made a push late i think we could have got something from chicago earlier but i think they kind of didn't pursue that anymore but yeah the deals just kind of fell through. I guess Masai and Bobby decided that, hey, none of these deals are really going to help us going forward, so there's no point in really trading them. We get to keep them at the end of the season. And who knows? Maybe they might re-sign them for yeah. less money. And or do a sign-and-trade, trade too. Oh, yeah, or it. do a sign-and-trade and then get pieces back from that. So Get rid of them at the deadline next year or whatever. So just make them happy. Of, yeah, tons of options. So there's that. 
Um, Miami gets Oladipo, which is a big move. I think it's going to be huge for them in their playoff push. He's year. been bad, though, um, man. I haven't. This I don't year, know why like, people keep saying that. He hasn't been that bad. I have him on my fantasy team. I mean, yes, he hasn't been Oladipo of the Indiana Pacers, but he's still producing. Like, he's still putting up at least 18. Yeah, he's putting on, on a team that's losing, like, 19 games in a row. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, they were – He's, he's getting mean, his shots there. He was coming. He's coming off an injury as well, too. I mean – it's, yeah, but I it's think, been like I, two years. Though. I think he's still good. He's still serviceable. He's not Oladipo of the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. And if up. anyone can turn it around or get him back to playing higher, it's the Heat and Pat Riley, too. So. Yeah, they've got a good culture out there. So who knows how that's going to go. He thinks he's going to get the max, too, though, next year. And he's definitely not. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to uh, hop on that. Uh, and then Orlando made a huge splash. They got rid of Vucevic. They paid. They pretty much just like opened the floodgates and were like, "Hey, we're having a bargain sale out here." Because they got rid of Vucevic, he's going to Chicago. They got rid of Fournier, he's going to Boston. And then Aaron Gordon is going to the Nuggets, which pretty much just leaves Ooh. them. Where they do these guys all for draft picks? No. Well, I think two. I think. Was it the Chicago deal? I can't remember which one. I think the Chicago deal or the Boston deal. One of them got them drafted. So other than that, they got like players back in return. Um, and it's clear that they're pretty much going to rebuild from here. Or sorry, no. Yeah, rebuild from here. Uh, like Terrence Ross and Jonathan, I think Simmons or whatever his name is. The dude yeah. who- no, Simmons is gone. Way gone. I don't who's know the, who, who you're talking about. What do you mean? The dude, the dude who busted his knee because he didn't kneel. Oh, that's not Simmons. That's... Um... Fuck, what's his name? The, the young religious guy. Jonathan Isaac, sorry. Yeah, Isaac, Isaac, yeah. Sim- yeah, yeah. Simmons was the, the old Spurs dude that Orlando paid, and then he was a bust. Okay, yeah. So Jonathan Isaac, yeah, he had uh, – he, he's still on the roster. So they have him and uh, Terrence Ross. I guess they're going to rebuild around that. And Markel Fultz, I guess, too. Uh, oh, yeah, Fultz. And then figure it out. Uh, and then yeah, the you clip- see – do you see but, Terrence Ross post the I'm the captain now meme? Yeah, I, I died at that because he's the last person you'd want as the captain. Mm-hmm. Like, as your leader? Yeah. Guy's just not really serious. He's just not really serious about basketball whatsoever. He's there for a good time. That's um, really- yeah. He's there to make his money. He's, I mean, at one point he was there to smash girls. I think now yeah. he's in a committed relationship. But, um, but, yeah, he's there to make his money, and that's pretty much it. He's just there to have fun. He's not really, he's not really your go-to guy. Um, I respect it. But yeah, and then the last major move is Rondo to the Clippers. Lou Will ends up going to the Hawks. A lot of people are making jokes that Lou Will is going right to uh, fuck what's strip clubs. Yeah, we're going to the strip clubs, uh, and he's gonna be he's gonna be out there having a good time. Yo, the, the Clips do everyone so dirty because Lou only Why is this the Lou... bad move for them though. What? Atlanta Atlanta is a playoff team. Playoff no, I'm, it's not a bad move. I'm saying the clip, but they do them dirty because they promised Lou. Lou took less to stay with the Clippers because he wanted to stay in L.A. Um, and they oh, promised they wouldn't trade him. Uh, and he said, he's like, I'm going to retire if anywhere else, like, takes me. Because he's 35 now. He said himself. And the Clips, like, he took way less money to stay with the Clippers. And, they, and then they ended up still trading him. Same with Blake Griffin. They, like, put his name in the rafters and said he's going to be the next MLK. And then three months later, he was traded to Detroit. So uh, I'd be wary of signing with L.A. long term. I think that's why Kawhi did the two-year deal. Although yeah. Paul, Paul George signed a longer contract, so. But yeah, I mean this this gives them the depth they needed. They needed a point guard. They needed someone to run it, so that way Kawhi and PG don't have to 
run the offense. They would rather have someone dictate and then whenever they need to, then they'll take the then they'll take the ball. But yeah. I think it's a good move for them. Rondo literally just helped yeah, the Lakers last year. I, and I think you always gamble on playoff getting playoff Rondo. I mean, yeah. one year it's finally not going to happen, but um, I think it's with Lou Williams and him being old and uh, not a good playoff play. He's the opposite. Lou's game doesn't translate to the playoffs well at all. So I think you take this risk because Lou was almost a, a negative factor in the playoffs. And Rondo has been like one of the best playoff performers like ever yeah. in the last 10 years. So he's just a bad defender. So it's not Lou. Yeah. Lou's just a bad. He's defender, not just so. a bad. He's like one of the worst in the league. Like, he's not just a bad. There's a difference between being a bad. No, he, I, him. He's definitely one of the worst defenders in the league, man. Like he's so bad. Um, and he's old too. So he doesn't even have the athleticism, but yeah, it's, it's on LA's part for sure. But if I was a player like who's not a superstar, I'd be so wary of being with the Clippers. Um, it just seems like, like a backstabby team, but they'll probably still get a championship. So who cares? You think they're winning this year? No. Uh... I mean, cause I think that this is, this is the year where they have to, because it's the second for Kawhi. So yeah, I definitely like, I mean, I'd rather not, I think they have a good chance who would you rather see them win, them or Brooklyn? Ooh, I think them because I do like the guys that are on it. Like I don't hate yeah. why. Obviously, Surge, I love too. So true, true. Mind I for, yeah, I love to see Surge get another one. Yeah, I'd probably. I just don't want to see Brooklyn win. So I would want to see Brooklyn win just for the chaos of like the Kyrie thing. That's the only reason why I'd want to see that happen. Mm, yeah, but that's that. But yeah, I mean, they look good though. They look like they could easily take it. Well, they should fucking look good. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to look this good because, I mean, they still haven't played like with right Durant away. that much. Yeah, and they still haven't played with Durant that much. So it's still questionable about how that still works out. But I yeah. thought it was going to be more like, I didn't think Harden was going to defer as much as he decided to defer. So, um, and he's in the running yeah. for MVP. If, well, I think he knows too, though, he needs so. that ring for his legacy. So. So, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. The season should be interesting from here on out. I mean, the Raptors won last night, so hopefully it's a turnaround from them from this point going on. And, yeah, that'll pretty much do it for episode 83 of the Pops Culture Podcast. I'm on 1% battery. Thank you guys for listening. As always, continue to like, rate, review, subscribe on all major streaming platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. And there you go. Peace. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.